Welcome along. It's the Devon Live Herald Express Talking United Yellow Army podcast in yet another new location. We're in Torquay. We're on the time. move. Looking out over the uh, over the rooftops in Torquay. Thank you very much, Richard, for uh, your hospitality. We're in Chelston. Chelston. Yeah. Richard very has nice joined it us. Too. And it's, he hasn't been with us for a week or two, has he? He so, hasn't. Um, and it is a four-hander podcast, because not only do we have Richard, but we also have a, a small Dachshund terrier um, who may make a grumbling sound every now and then during the podcast. And just what's be, his name? It's Alberto. Alberto. <laughs> After Carlos Alberto? Or Contador. Um, or Los Trios Paranoias? Or, uh... I don't think that much thought went into okay. it, but I'm thinking Alberto Balsam, the, the, the hair. The <laughs> oh, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, so, um, yeah, so we're joining... He might bark at some point. There we go, a dog of taste and discernment. Um, we should start this week by saying thank you to you guys out there uh, for listening to the podcast. Um, without giving away any commercially sensitive figures, this is the most listened to sports podcast in the West of England. And that's down to you lot. So thank you very much. Uh, keep spreading the word. Keep listening to the podcast because uh, you're putting us t- putting Talking United at the top of another table, which is always nice. To be fair, I think that reflects on the, the hard work that you, you two guys put in way before I came along, way before I came back from the fens or whatever, uh, yeah. <laughs> from the wilderness. Um, you were already going already, you know, before a lot of other people were doing these kind of podcasts for their teams. And uh, so, you know, you built, up, you built it up over time. And done well. well, let's crack on Been and going see a while. if we can do another one. <laughs> Indeed. Not, enough of this backpack chatting yeah. going on. So we'll start with, with something that isn't actually about Talking United. It's about Wales. It's about international football. Um, and it's about Connor Lemonhay Evans. Yes. Dave, you've been having a chat with him this morning. I have, and, and, and what an eventful few days. When he was called up by Wales under-21s, for, uh, by the way, Wales under-21s haven't been doing all that well in their Euro no. Championship qualifying group. Uh, and Thank when you he, for reminding me of yeah. that. <laughs> and when um, he was called up, Gary Johnson uh, was singularly unimpressed by the prospect of Connor Lemonhay Evans sitting on the subs bench and not getting on against Romania away and Switzerland at home. And of course, what happened? Uh, He came on for the last half hour in Romania, a very impressive spell, hit the post, started against Switzerland at Newport on Tuesday night, scored twice, Wales won 3-1. And I don't suppose they'll get him out of that team for a week or two. That's a pretty good start to your international career, though, isn't it? It is. Kind of level of teammates, do you know? Sort of similar... Oh no, they're most some league yeah. players. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, Wales. Of course, it's been an excellent week for Wales in it many has, ways. Yes, it has. So that lad put that Brahma of a free kick in against um, uh, the Republic of Ireland. Banished anyway, the memory of last week yeah, when they lost. So I, I had a chat with Connor just before training today, and uh, we were comparing um, uh, Brightling Sea Regent away <laughs> with uh, Switzerland at home in the uh, Euro Championship, and I thought. It was a terrific line for him. He came out and he said, you probably learn more at Breitlingsee than you do at home to Switzerland in the Euro <laughs> Championships. Uh, and he said, don't worry, we'll get, back, we'll get back on track against Winchester on Saturday. So I thought that was a... Yeah. In other words, it was a down-to-earth... Um, uh, uh, exactly, muck and nettles attitude to it all. And I think we've all seen that on the picture of him, haven't yeah. we? He's, 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 he's given... I think he's in the, in the short time he's been back, mm. he's, he's given United a real boost in there. With all the the loan signings that we had over the last couple of years, I don't think anyone was 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 displeased with him returning. I mean, no, he was that's right. And, and last season, left he, a mark, didn't he? No, that's right. And last season, he, he you know he turned up on loan under Gary Hours, 
I think he took a little while to get into it, and I think even he says that. Yeah. But the longer the season went on, the more impressive and the more influential he got. And obviously, uh, Gary Howes got Jake Andrews and Opie Edwards in first this season. Um, and Gary Johnson's now got... And as soon as it was announced that he yeah. was trying to get Conor Lemonhay-Evans back, I think everybody went... We'll have him back. Because well, I, um, I don't think we saw the best of him last year because no. it must have been a terrible time for him to join Torquay United Quite. apart from anything else because you know the club we were going out and getting beaten most weeks. Yeah. Um, and I think we said on the podcast before the pressure was on the team not to lose rather than looking forwards. They were looking backwards yeah. the whole time, weren't yeah. they? And, and I th- you know, he, 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 I must say, when I first saw him, I thought, yeah, hard-working, get stuck in, put, it, put himself about... I haven't realised until I've seen him this season how much actual quality he's got. Mm. Uh, I mean, he was obviously a decent young player uh, with a good reputation. I know everybody at Bristol City rates him. Um, along with, of course, George Dowling, who was also on loan yeah. uh, here last season. He's at Eastleigh now, I think. Um, but just seeing him since he's come back, it's almost like he's stepped up a, yeah. a, a cog on what we saw last <coughs> year. Uh, um, a good footballer. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm just pleased that we've got him until January. Um, and, and in other words, we won't be waving goodbye to him in a month's time. But um, uh, because there's such him, Andrews, increasingly Opie Edwards. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. haven't quite seen the best of Seiko Jane yet, I don't think. Um, although he's, you know, doing everything but putting the ball in the back he, of the net. Again, he's getting um, into the right positions, isn't that's he, all right. the time? And, and Jamie Reid, who we'll talk about in a minute, was saying this week that you know, he was where Seiko Jani is at the moment, a little while ago, yeah. doing his, doing everything to, you know, the harder he tried, you know, the worse it got kind of yeah. thing. All of a sudden, as we all know, we'll get on to Jamie Reid in a minute. But uh, And those lads from Bristol City, and and I know everybody's going, oh yeah, well, it's the Gary Johnson, Lee Johnson connection and everything. Well, they're all pretty useful players. They are. Uh, and they're helping us big time. And that performance for the Wales under-21s will have to put him in the shop window as well, won't it? That won't have done his career any harm at all. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So, good stuff. OK, let's talk a little bit about Eastbourne then, the, Eastbourne. Uh, the game at Eastbourne. Um, what a, what a, what a, topsy-turvy game. Here we go again, game of two halves. It's, it, the added interest for, for me was I was at um, Buckland with my dad and his app kept on telling him all sorts of things. It, it, the, the score was going up and down. Well, it was, mine was so we weren't quite well. sure yeah. what the hell was yeah. going on. Well, 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 one thing we'll cover first of all: don't never assume that these all-weather pitches are, are the same. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. a, a extraordinary pitch. You would think on a on a pitch like that, which by the way is lovely at Eastbourne, that it would be all passing and one twos and little triangles and all that sort of stuff. Forget it. Eastbourne, boom, Long over ball. our back yeah. three all, yeah. all afternoon. We struggle to cope with that. And, of course, the reason why, as Jamie Reid has since revealed, <laughs> that Gary Johnson, who I'm, I'm not surprised he'd, he had what he described as a bit of a chat. <laughs> yes. That's a euphemism, I take it. Yeah. <laughs> At half-time, yeah. uh, obviously, as, as Jamie Reid described it, as a proper rollicking. Uh, but, of course, if you'd seen Gary Johnson on the touchline take his his little peak cap off and heard it to the ground a couple of times, you knew what was, you knew what was coming. Because he had gone to the trouble of um, obviously getting the Torquay Academy all-weather pitch twice during the week. Uh, Peter Johnson, his brother, then found another all-weather pitch at a secondary school in the middle of Sussex for them to train at when they went up on the Friday. Yeah. And he'd absolutely nailed down, having watched Eastbourne play, how United were going to tackle them in the first half. 
And of course, I think it will have been a, a quite a, an interesting little part of his learning curve about the squad is yeah. that they did precious little of it in the first mm. half. They did it in the second, thank goodness. And of course, they were good enough to turn it round. Takes um, some doing to get that into a team, though. I mean, I know we you talk about half-time dressing room team talks, but for a team to be completely not doing what you've asked them to, you've got 15 minutes to turn that around. Yeah. And that's, that takes some doing, doesn't yeah. it? Well, he's pretty good at it. Yeah. Uh, and I think, uh, interestingly, if you remember the Woking match, he made two yeah. substitutions before half, just before mm. half-time. Yeah. Yeah. Interestingly, match. one of them, Rory Keating, who... Gary Howes had been slated for taking off a couple of weeks previously. Yeah. He took off Rory Keating yes, and did. Chris Regis yeah. uh, um, uh, and tried to assure certainly Rory Keating and I think Regis wrote that it wasn't because they were a complete disaster but the thinking behind it was that he wanted to talk to the 11 players at half time that he was sending out for the second half right, mm. okay. and he wanted them warmed up, ready and ready to go. In other words, he didn't want to spend five minutes of his 15 making the substitutions and making the changes. He wanted them up and running for the second half. So I think, you know, without uh, turning into a Gary Johnson loving, you know, he's pretty good at this. Yeah. He, he's been in the game a long time and he knows how to get these messages across. And although, funnily enough, Sean McDonnell made an absolutely crucial save just after half-time, uh, and a brave one at that, um, when United was still 1-0 down, yeah. you, you could tell str straight away from the first ball kicked in the second half that United had gone up a gear. Mm. Yeah. And then, of course, it took this absolutely stonking goal by Jake sure. Andrews. Let's, uh, let's deal with the goals in chronological order, because yeah. that was... I mean, we used the term that was a screamer constantly, but this one really was a screamer, well, wasn't Well, funnily enough, I was right behind it yeah. uh, um, when he, 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 he hit it. And he, he has a nickname, by the way, Hammer. Right, uh, um, yeah. Uh, and, and yet, he's the sweetest striker of a ball you'll see. I don't think he actually hit it that hard, but when you hit him that sweetly... yeah. Yeah. And it was, I was right behind it in the press box. It was never going anywhere but the top left-hand corner. And it was almost like you could dunk it in like a basketball. Yeah. And their keeper, uh, Mark Smith, saw it off his boot. Yeah. <laughs> he could have been diving now and he still wouldn't have stopped it. It's a beauty. It's, it's, and, it's and, online if you want to have a look at it. And when balls go in the net like that, Bobby Charlton always used to say that. Everybody said, oh, Bobby Charlton's got the hardest shot in football and all that kind of stuff. And he said, all I used to do was hit the target, try and hit the target, try and hit the target, try and hit the target. And any ball that goes into the top corner from 20 or 25 yards away, it looks as if it screened him, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. But what, you know, I mean, obviously, Charlton was well capable of, and I'm, I'm sure Jake Andrews is as well, of absolutely lamping them in. But he, he just caught it so sweetly. And, um, and from being on top, and Sean McDonald just having made a crucial save, Eastbourne turned around and said, yeah. what on earth is that? And then, yeah. of course, two minutes later, mm. yeah. they're behind. It, yeah, and, and that was the first of a hat-trick from Jamie Reid. It was. And the first two goals all each came from the, exactly the move that Gary Johnson had been wanting the team to play in the first half. Out wide to Opie Edwards on the right-hand side. Yeah. Little balls inside. Uh, the first one was, um, oh, um, uh, Asa Hall came in on the cross. Yeah. Is it first time? Keeper parries. Jamie Reid, thank you very much. Strikers goal. Um, uh, the, uh, oh, no, no, sorry. That was, the, that, uh, uh, Edwards had also set up Andrews for the first. 
yes. on a similar yeah. move. Yeah. So that, that, that both the opening goals came from balls out to Opie Edwards on the right-hand side. Third one was, by the way, went a bit under the radar, uh, although he's very keen to uh, remind me of it at training this morning. <laughs> Brett Williams came on and did a real good shift in yeah. the closing stages. Very clever, holding the ball up, winning balls in the air. Uh, <coughs> and he took this ball in the box and sucked their Ryan Hall in like a kipper. No, that's a mixed metaphor, sorry. It is. Uh, um, uh, uh, barge in the back, very yeah. clumsy barge in the back. Penalty all day long. Yeah. Really puts that one in. And you have to say at the moment, he, he's looking so confident on penalties. Yeah. Uh, uh, he, he, and all three of them, by the way, and uh, it's not giving any state secrets away, have gone in the right-hand corner. Yeah. Confidently struck. That's right. Um, so whether he decides to choose, and uh, if he gets another one on Saturday yeah. against Winchester, go the other way. We'll have to wait and see. And then, of course, the best till last. Uh, yeah, a, a hell of a goal by Reed. A ball knocked up to him on the edge of the box, turned the defender in a move. One touch, looks up, and sticks it in the in the right hand corner from just inside the box, something like that. Absolute class good, finish. Good finish. Yeah, good finisher. Uh, yeah. Good well, finisher. he's and and of course he's he's absolutely. We 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 have discussed him, haven't we, over we the have. last few weeks? And he's just looking like a young man who expects to score every time he goes out on the pitch. So, how much has uh, Gary Johnson had a, a role in this? Do you think? I th- I think crucially, and Jamie Reid in the pieces which we've done with him this week online and and in the Herald has touched on it. And he, he did say, he said, one thing that has stuck with me from the moment that Gary Johnson was came, came in, this phrase, I don't want you in the middle of moves, I want you on the end of moves. Mm. And, of course, for someone like Jamie Reid, who's probably at his most uncomfortable on the halfway line, trying to set moves up and stuff like that, you know, that was music to his ears. Yeah. So he goes, right, I'm in the box. I'm yeah. between the posts. Whatever comes in, I'm doing my best to get on the yeah. end of it. And when and you've got a, when you've got an OP Edwards, when you've got a player, and on the other side of Liam Davis or something like that, who is getting the ball into exactly, the box, exactly. And all of a sudden, I mean, how many times did we <coughs> used to sit at Playmore and watch Jamie Reid trying to put a shift in on the left wing? Mm. And, and, and now I know he was being played there sometimes because Dan Sparks was injured yeah. or because the left the left back needed some help. And and of course Jamie, because he's such a willing soul will yeah. always do his best in whatever move, uh, in whatever position the manager asks him to. But all of a sudden, I think Gary Johnson, I mean, obviously he's lifted his confidence anyway, but he's put him in the area of the pitch where Jamie Reid comes alive. Yeah. And he's closing in on a scoring record, isn't he? Oh. That we were talking about uh, earlier One on. One of your favourite strikers. Well, Carl Airy scored <laughs> in, in seven Sorry. successive games. Seven successive games for Torquay, yeah. didn't he? And they not went, all that sweetly struck. They went in of off his shoulders. <laughs> they went in off his backside. They went in off his heels. Uh, but they were they all count. Seven yeah. success, and Jamie Reid has now scored in five, five successive eight games. Eight goals in five games. There's a cup tie on Saturday against Winchester City. There is. As you say, you, you take nothing for granted. But he does no. go onto the pitch these days expecting to score. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is all shaping up rather nicely, isn't it? And uh, as Richard was pointing out earlier, uh, I think David Graham. David got Graham to six. got to he got to five. Uh, six would have. Oh, no, no, he got no, to no, six. No, he got, he to got to six. 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 Yeah. He got to six and and yeah. and, 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 and couldn't. And I failed in the seventh. Was yeah, that the so. season that he start, He missed the first three games because he got 
sent off in the Devon yes, Bowl final. Yes, wow. she did. Well I'd done. forgotten that. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, which yeah, I always yeah. thought was really unfair. Yeah. Devon Bowl final, mm. and you, you missed the first three games of, yeah. a, of, a, of a league season. Remember yeah. when we used to get to the Devon Bowl final? Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go there. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, um, good luck to him. Satisfying uh, performance, all right. Um, uh, good performances elsewhere in the team. Uh, Kalala came um, on. Uh, uh, came in, right? Yes, uh, new lad. Uh, Calvin Lombombo Kalala, although I think we're going to just try Kalala. and keep it to Calvin Kalala. Kalala. <laughs> yeah. uh, obviously, Conor Lemonhay Evans was was called up for Wales, so he came in in midfield, attacking midfield player. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we'll. It wasn't a headline grabbing debut, and I think he'd be the first to say that. But you can see the talent that he's got. I think it was just a little bit difficult bedding it into the team at the first opportunity he can beat a man he can get around the pitch yeah um uh, and it just didn't quite come off for him last saturday and and eventually gary johnson took him off yeah um no great shame in that um the people he's played what nine appearances for Cheltenham this season in league two um and when he came to united last week you know you you go on social media and quite a lot of their fans are saying why have we let him go? Um, yeah. So fingers crossed. It's very much a Gary Peter Johnson signing. They discovered him um, at a, I think it was a sort of trial game in London at the end of last season. Yeah. Um, and they have high hopes for him. They, they they believe they can develop him and make him into something, you know, a bit special. Okay. And uh, fingers crossed. Okay, we have another little story to tell about him in a few moments. But um, first of all, there's there's some nice stuff after the game. I mean, without getting too sentimental about it all, there's a great picture which is going around. Gary Johnson over amongst the fans after the game, which is a terrific picture. And there's a really nice bit of video which the club put up on YouTube. Yeah. I think it was probably Patrick um, followed the team down to the um, the visiting fans uh, and it's a really good bit of video. What I'm trying to get at is it, it sums up a bit more of the team spirit that's around at the moment. Yeah, and, and, and I think as well, there appears, and again, we mustn't get ahead of ourselves, uh, you know, a, a bit of a bond building up between quite a few of the players and the fans, especially the travelling fans. Another great turnout at Eastbourne last week. Yeah. By the way, it's a long way to Eastbourne, not it's, quite as long as Brightling Sea, but... It's a good um, old trip, isn't it's it? It's a good old trip, especially when they're coming back to back like that. Um, uh, brilliant turnout there, very noisy. Yeah. Um, and funny enough, as I put a little line in the Herald Express this week, that Eastbourne as well said what a great opposition United were on yeah. Saturday, on and off, off, off the pitch. They uh, um, loved United turning up and, yeah. and the supporters who turned up there. And you're right, there's, there seems to be, especially with the the real hardcore fans, yeah. uh, a bit of a bond building up between the players and them. The players hugely appreciate, uh, you know, the hundreds who turn up to away games. Um, and yeah, I know it was a, yeah. uh, Patrick left the press box pretty quickly with his um, his video camera, his, his video, yeah. video camera, and headed down onto the pitch. And good luck to him for uh, for getting that up. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, take a look. As I say, it's on YouTube. It's probably on the club's website as well. Um, really nice bit of video, give you a, a bit of a feeling of being inside the uh, the whole thing. Now, training. Uh, Calvin Kalala was at the centre of. Um, of t- a little story that came from training this week, um, which I'm going to let you tell, David. Well, it, it, it's, uh, obviously United have uh, two French players on, on the books now, um, uh, Jean-Yves Couenouniate and um, uh, uh, Calvin Kalala. Uh, and I understand that the theme of Gary Johnson's Monday morning training session 
uh, was in in the wake of the first half at Eastbourne yeah. was uh, wasps around a picnic. Okay. That was the theme. Right, we're hunting in packs. Uh, when the opposition have got the ball, we don't give them a minute on it. Everybody knows what it's like to be attacked by wasps around a picnic. <laughs> Horrible. Yes. Uh, uh, but I understand that uh, uh, Calvin didn't quite... That something was lost in translation. Um, uh, uh, they very quickly realised that he hadn't twigged what the idea was, called John Eve over and said, can you just explain to him? But I think Calvin got picnic, that was all right, yeah. uh, although I think he was struggling with trying to work out what a picnic was why doing in the going, middle of a... Why are we going for, yeah. why are we going for a picnic in the middle of a training session? Um, at the top and bottom of it was, uh, uh, Jean-Yves, who speaks very good English indeed, I think in the end he was struggling, may have been struggling with the actual translation, so they Googled it in the yeah. end, uh, and the message was got across. So um, uh, uh, we'll have to work out, I, I don't know what the French for wasps is. It, uh, no, it's GEP. Oh, GEP. It's GEP. GEP. Now, I, I'd love to say that um, my schoolboy French stretched to that, but I had to Google it as well. <laughs> exactly, it's, um, yeah. It's, it's so all is GEP. well. Uh, um, uh, Calvin duly joined in the training yeah. session and got and got the message but uh, these are the little things that crop up in a uh, um, when you have players <laughs> happily from different countries we, we've uh, yeah it, it certainly uh, helps to uh, spice the day indeed and we'll see in the first half against Winchester on Saturday whether the wasps around a picnic training session paid off well whenever Winchester yeah. have got the ball we, we all yeah. hope it is yeah so let's talk about the Winchester game we're into the Fourth qualifying round yeah, of the FA Cup now. Fourth and final qualifying round. Win this one, and well, whoever wins this one gets into the first round proper. Twenty-five thousand quid at stake. The draw is on Monday, isn't Monday. it? Let's not get ahead of ourselves though, because Winchester will be tough to beat, won't they? Well, you'd, you'd, you know, <coughs> this is a big game for them, isn't it? This they is, lost this in is midweek, the, by the way. Yes, they did. Yeah. Um, this is as far as they've ever got in the it cup, is. isn't it? Sixty-four years ago, they got to this stage. Um, uh, I've. Tried to do a bit of homework on them, not nearly in the Gary Peter Johnson class, but um, they've got some quite pacey forwards. Yeah. Um, I think they're only in mid-table in the Southern League, uh, Division One South, because they've had this long cup run, so they yeah. haven't. They've got games to catch they, up yeah, in the league. Yeah, quite a few games behind. That's they? right. Yeah. Um, uh, a team drawn largely from the Fleet, Gosport, mm -hmm. Borough. Team Solent type areas, which is you know busy. It's a strong and football good, area strong down football there, isn't it? Area, yeah. yeah. Craig Davis, the manager, player manager. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, they'll they'll be up for it big time. We hear they're bringing at least a couple of coaches and a few more besides. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure, as Gary Johnson has said several times, you're you're never going. You know, teams like them are never going to work harder than they work no. in the first 15, 20 minutes. So. Um, it, it may take United, it took them 36 minutes to break Limington down yeah. a couple yeah. of rounds ago. They got in front much quicker against Breitlingsea. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but you just have to keep banging away and making sure you don't encourage them no. until you make that breakthrough and then hopefully follow it up. But uh, United are playing well enough uh, and, I'm, and I have my mortgage on... Gary Johnson winding them up big time before they go out. It, they won't. I cannot imagine there'll be an ounce of, you know, it's all right. This will be all right today, lads. Yeah. Stuff. Um, I think you know a bit of the old Cyril Knowles on the front foot from the bat, very start. Batter them into the ground yeah. and uh, and shake hands afterwards. Philosophy is probably uh, the way to go about yeah. it. Yeah. 
Three o'clock kickoff as well. We play more. Watching kind of football at that level, and Buckland played them a couple of years ago. I think it was in the Vars. I'm sure it was in the Vars and, and beat them. Watching football at that level, it can be great at that level. But you put Buckland against Torquay, especially right now, and you know, you'd see you'd see the mm. the frailties or, or it's, of the certain players. It's all about space and time. Yeah, and decision making, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's, that's uh, the if, big if level. A, a player, you and I can look quite decent on tour Abbey lawns with ten yards of space around us, but all of a sudden we're not far off. We're just, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> just down the road. We'll go and have a kick around yeah. in a minute, but. <laughs> I stand on top of you or you stand on top of me, then you, then will you find out whether you can yeah. play or not. And that's what happens. The higher you go, the quicker the space and the time is taken away from you. And, and uh, when some of us have played in odd charity games and you play with pros, yeah, and pros who you thought were okay, but not great players, and then you go, oh my goodness. Is that, that what... That's the difference. That's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Their, their first touch, their looking up they can see stuff that you can't see uh, their physical strength just mm -hmm. to sort of brush you aside and even when you think you've actually made quite a good challenge and you pick yourself up five yards away <laughs> all that kind of stuff as you yeah. go up those get yeah that that's cranked up cranked yeah. up cranked up i remember a pre-season game years ago we played chelsea when rude hullet was playing for them yeah sean joyce was in our team in midfield who could deliver a tackle when he was when he well not when he was in the mood any time yeah. um, and I can remember him coming out of the uh, of, of, into the bar and uh, and he turned around and he said have you seen them in there and I, he'd obviously put his head around the door of the yeah. Chelsea dressing room and they were giants yeah they were huge yeah. people you know uh, <laughs> Sean was well built and yeah could put it about but you know even he was not on that level yeah. uh, and of course we'll find out Winchester good luck to Winchester on Saturday yeah. um, we hope they enjoy their day it'll be nice to have a home game uh, apart will. from anything else uh, prices have been cut by a couple of quid I think yeah. United might well have, got, have tried for more than that but Winchester the, this is a potentially a big earner for them yeah. it's a good chance to make some money for a small club exactly so don't begrudge them that no, at no. All. so um, you know I was thinking well how about keeping the prices more or less okay for adults, but letting all kids in for nothing with an adult, that sort of thing. But I understand Winchester going, well, no, hold on a minute. Yeah. We want to try and, we want the yeah, game receipts as big as possible. Yeah. They get a 45% cut, I think. Both teams get 45%. No, no, it's 50% it's up to the first round proper, I think. Yeah. But um, anyway, uh, uh, yeah, it's, let's hope Gary Johnson be being, good occasion. being big in the game up and let's hope it's a, it's a good gate and a, and a solid home win. The Chalky are not on TV this week, but the game that is on the red button will be worth watching. When you get home from Playmore, you can always watch it again on the red button. It's Dunstan against Gateshead. Yeah. It's the game on the red button. Um, Dunstan are the lowest placed team left in the FA Cup. I think level with Winchester. Are they? In league-wise, yeah. yeah. Perhaps Dunstan are lower in right. their league. But, but Winchester are obviously the... The, the lowest placed team that Torquay could draw because yes. they're in the seven yeah. section. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, I must Dun say, that I, I thought that if it, I saw that game come through, Dunson against Gateshead is obviously as a northeast derby. They're, they're, very they're, close they're about a mile yeah. apart. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the yeah. other game that, that, that leapt out of the draw was Stockport against Altrincham. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. about two bus stops apart, <laughs> isn't it? Um, uh, uh, but they haven't, and that'll be a hell of a game, yeah. and a good gate as well at, at Edgeley Park. They'll probably get four or five thousand there. 
Um, this but, uh, no, never mind. Good luck to Dunstan yeah. and Gateshead. And this is why we love cup football. And moving swiftly on, this is almost as if we rehearsed this. The youth team are having are going great guns in the cup yeah. at the moment, aren't they? Talking youth team. What 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 an interesting tie on Tuesday night against Yate Town. Yeah, uh, they they've so far knocked out Elbert and Villa, Wells City, and Slimbridge. Yeah. Um, only one goal conceded in that run, I think, and quite a lot scored. They were two down in five minutes at Playmore on Tuesday night against Yate Town. That must have been a bit of a shock. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, final score 7-2 to uh, the young goals. Four for Olaf Gazela and yeah, three was, to Cole Harford. I was going to ask yeah. about him actually because uh, obviously he was on the verge of the first team squad to start the season. Um, he he, he like made a sub He made a sub appearance. I think it was against Plymouth Argyle and a friendly. Yeah. Yes, he did. Um, yeah. I mean, he's a talented player. They've got him sort of un, 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 under a yeah. pre-contract yeah. agreement, and and uh, you know, I'd I'd be very surprised if he doesn't make a career for himself. Um, he's a natural goal scorer, a yeah. good footballer. Um, and I wouldn't be at all surprised if we don't see him in a first-team shirt yeah. before the end of the season. At some stage, it, you know, it hasn't happened yet. There's no um, reason of his age or anything that he way. can't play first team, is there? No, no, no. So, you know, good for him. Um, and they are at home to Didcot and or Totten and Ealing, wherever they go. I don't think that's not AFC Totten from Southampton. I don't think it is anyway. Okay. So they've got another home draw in the next, in the first round proper. Which is a. Considering what they could have drawn in the first round proper, that doesn't sound well, like too bad. Well, particularly since there will be a tie just up the road between Exeter City and Plymouth Argyle. Indeed, yeah. Uh, so Indeed, one of those right. will knock each other out in the in the first round proper. Have we got a date for the youth team game yet? Not not for that okay. round. Yeah. But I mean, when they had a, a terrific run two or three years ago, didn't they? And the crowds yeah. were quite big when they um, when the games. Eventually, uh, lost to West Brom. I they think, did, didn't they? So it'd be nice to, if they get a home tie, as you say, it'd be nice to get a, a good crowd behind them. Yeah, absolutely. So while we'll keep the, you posted. While we're talking about youth team, I'm doing my Peninsula League stuff as I do, uh, Liam Prynn is scoring a lot of goals for Tavistock. Is he really? Yeah. Well, finally what, found his... his, yeah. his, his a player his who went from United Youth Scheme to Aston Villa. Yeah. Never quite made it there. He's another absolute natural goal scorer. Yeah. Very sweet striker of the ball. I, 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 Never quite... <clears throat> took off in the I don't end, want to say he's he found his level because I think he's probably oh. underneath his level still tell him uh, yeah. 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 So um, I think he, he, he's he, only a young lad still though isn't he yeah absolutely so he's still uh, got time to come back we, again we, we all thought for a while he was going to be the new Ashley Yeoman mm. uh, which is a bit strange he's, because he's Ash playing for Solcombe in the South Devon League because so Ashley was another choice, I think, Ashley was another yeah. wonderful finisher as a, as, a, as a young player and again circumstances uh, I think we all felt that he was we a, just wanted him to succeed. He, 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 he was, was another one that got who, away, who wasn't nearly, he? Yes, yeah. right, yeah, yeah. Who, who, who was nearly the whole chocolate box, wasn't yeah. he? And um, uh, uh, it never quite happened, did no. it? Which is a great shame because there were... It was almost like when he, he you could send him on with 20 minutes to go and almost guarantee that he was going to get yeah. a goal, didn't he? I used to um, really enjoy watching Ashley play. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, so uh, no, well done to you, Stine. Absolutely. Um... Interesting news from Chris Ralph, the groundsman, this week. Well, we understand neither neither Plymouth Argyle nor Torquay United are commenting about it at the moment, and certainly neither is, is Chris himself, but um, there are quite well-founded rumours around Playmore that Plymouth Argyle fancy Chris yeah. Ralph, United's groundsman, and why wouldn't they? 
He's done a great job at playing more. Award-winning groundsman, isn't he? National League groundsman of the year, 2017. Um, uh, ripped that pitch up and laid another one for last season, yeah. and virtually did the same thing again this year. And uh, obviously, in 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 time for the ground share scheme with with uh, with. Um, True yeah. City, which of course we're now waiting to hear whether that is going to continue or whether they're going to go back to Triu Road. Quite a lot of noises that that might yeah. happen. Um, but we hear that um, Plymouth Argyle would quite like Chris Ralph to be uh, sure they uh, would. to yeah. take him down yeah. there, which we'll we'll wait and see. No, yeah. Neither club has, has made any comment on that. Um, it's a shame, wouldn't it? it, uh, it, uh, it would him, be a shame. But for, for, no, no, for no. Club. And I don't think there's any suggestion that Chris is unhappy at Playmore. He's not. You know, it's it's not a it's mm. not a. I'm unhappy here, and I'm looking elsewhere. I think the off the, the approach has come from from Argyle by all accounts. Um, but he's, he's but somebody who's very he, very good at his job. Isn't yes, he, so, he is. You know. Yeah, and and I would have thought you've got Julian Goulthorpe is number two, who's a thoroughly solid, hard-working guy who actually spends more of his time out at the training ground at Seal Hain. Yeah. Um, but I think with Playmore and Seal Hain, mm. that is now a two-man job. You can't ask one, yeah. one person to do that. So I would have thought if Chris does leave, um, that, that United will probably go out and get, a, get a, or be looking to get yeah. a, a, another groundsman in. The Playmore pitch has been so good this season, particularly under the pressure of the extra yeah. games, dub, double effectively. I think the game, the Uting game the other night was just getting on for 30, something like that, if you include pre-season Almost. matches. Almost. Oh, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's a lot of games. It is. What, by middle of October? Yeah. Um, and, and yet you look at it um, uh, and think, well... It, it, it looks great. It does. It looks and and great. every team that's turned yeah. up so far that's played Torquay or, or Truro have said, poof, yeah. Wish we had this every week, and then of course you go. United have been to one or two other teams away from home, and uh, you go, yeah, right. You realise how 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 fortunate you are. Now, talking of Truro, there's another very ambitious team down in Cornwall um, who've acquired our ex-manager this week. Kevin Nicholson has joined. You, I'm going to let Richard pronounce this. Well, I think it's Mazel. 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 I should. I, I'm not Cornish. It's definitely not mouse hole. I'll, I'll leave it to the Cornish yeah. to pronounce it correctly. But it's mouse hole, isn't it? It's I did have an Ameri American tourist approach me in Paynton once, asking if I knew which train she needed to get to get to Moose Hole. <laughs> <laughs> and it took me a little while. Oh, mouse hole. Let's just go muzzle. We think it's mouse hole. Okay, yeah. we'll go for mouse hole. But that's where Kevin Nicholson is in. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Nicholson's gone going down there as player manager. I think by the sound of it, it's a bit of a project going on yeah. down there quite a a few ambitious people want to try and grab hold of that club and haul them up through the, yeah. the pyramid to put it to put it in context they're playing at the same level as Timworth, newton abbott spares um stoke gabriel bobby tracy right so i better not leave one out walden yeah <laughs> um so you sure you got them all yeah, i think so yeah. okay good, good luck to, uh, to Liberty, Kevin down Liberty. there um i'm sure he'll go in and yeah uh, shake them up. Um, He'll relish that as well. Oh, no, he? Getting involved he in. Yeah, he's, he, he's. I think we've all wished and, and looked forward to the day when he got a got another job. He, he's. He's. I'm sure he would have hoped to have got a job at a slightly higher level by now. One but to, to accept though, isn't but it? I think I, I'm sure he wouldn't have gone there. It just just to be player manager of Mousehold Football Club. No. There, there, there are there is so stuff happening there. Plans. There's some yeah. investment going in there. 
uh, and he's they want him to head that up. Yeah. And um, it's the sort of project which Kevin likes to get involved in. He likes to get stuck in at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've got quite a big youth academy set up, which they're trying to build up yeah. at the moment as well. So that's probably another factor. Um, you know, I, I, you know, we all hope that it ticks all the boxes for him, and 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 he enjoys it down there. The other thing is, of course, if if he can pick them up, yeah, and have a good year or two down there, it can only put him you know on the right you know you always say in football don't you better you you, you when, when you're trying to get a job it's, it's better to have one yeah uh, and um you know it takes all the boxes down there though doesn't well, it? well hopefully yes Be exactly interesting to see what kind of progress they make yeah um we made a terrible omission last week Goodness. we forgot in in our excitement to wish franco farrell a happy birthday we did week. 91 um and funnily enough i spoke to him only a few days ago I rang him on the way home from Breitling Sea. Right. I don't know why yeah. I suddenly thought of him in the middle of a motorway trip back there. <laughs> and we had a little chat. He's fine. Um, 91 last week. Yeah. Um, uh, well, uh, older United supporters will know what a huge yeah. figure he is in the club's history. Still lives in Torquay. Um, if he was a bit lighter on his feet, I think he'd be coming to games mm-hmm. uh, regularly, which he was until not long ago. West Ham um, put up some nice stuff on social media about yes, him as well because yes. obviously he played there. Hadn't he? Played at Preston. He came over from Ireland. Uh, played for Preston North End. Yeah. Um, with Tommy Doherty uh, when Preston had an absolutely top team in the old First Division, uh, and then went to West Ham and joined yeah. what became known as the Academy of Science. And of course, after his long playing career there, eventually he came moved into management and used that connection in the 1960s, yeah. late 60s, to, to persuade a whole load of wonderful players to come down from West Ham in the uh, evening of their yeah. careers. Ken Brown, John Bond, um, uh, Bill Kitchener, Bill Kitchener was much younger, um, uh, and one or two others uh, who, who were a huge help to United in, first of all, getting out of the old fourth division and then punching yeah. their weight in, in the third division. So they famously dropped George Best while he was manager of Manchester United. And, and, and yet, funnily, he obviously went on to become manager of Leicester. And he then took Man Leicester United. to the cup final, didn't yeah, he? <coughs> in his first season, yeah. he couldn't keep them up. They got relegated mm. in the first division in his first season there, but he got them to the cup final at the same time. Yeah. They lost to Man City 1-0. And then his next season, he took them straight back up again into the yeah. first division. And it was then that Man United went, yeah. hang on a minute, um, and got him in as manager. And he, he never had a chance there. He, he was... Uh, uh, the, the late great Sir Matt Busby was was struggling to give up yeah. the job. Not, um, not suggesting that, that Sir Alex Ferguson did that, but it was almost a, a David Moyes going into Manchester United. Well, actually, Alex Ferguson did the right thing. Yeah, he walked he did away. Step back. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Busby didn't. Uh, and it's, Frank, it's just such a big job to follow it on. It was, from. And, yeah. and Frank, you know, I don't think he had a huge amount of help from above. But funnily enough, uh, if he did drop George Best um, uh, and and. You may well be right in that. Everybody at the time thought that Frank O'Farrell and George Best was a marriage made in hell. Yeah. Frank always is completely denies that. Yeah. He, he, he says, no, 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 no. George Best was one of the players he could rely on every single week to play his heart out. And of course, that was always yeah. the case. All right, George's life off the pitch was uh, uh, less... Uh, solid, but um, uh, Frank never had any argument at all. He said one or two of the others, I wasn't quite sure whether I could rely on them or not. But George Best at three o'clock was ready to play for his yeah. for his life, you know. And, Which three um, o'clock? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, yes. Uh, he managed Kuwait as well, didn't he? Uh, United Arab United Emirates. United Arab Emirates. Yeah. yeah, he went out there. And Iran. Yeah, uh, and of course that that later he he, he went out to to re- basically turn round the Iranian national team. Mm. The Shah was in charge then, not 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 interesting the, um, times to be in Iran. Yeah. That's right, yeah. and it was his Iranian team that eventually went to the World Cup in Mexico. Yeah, and be, and of course drew with Scotland. Yeah, and basically mucked Scotland up in in that, and that was oh, Frank's team. He right. he had, had left and come back to England. Yeah, he then he managed the uh, United Arab Emirates, and then came back to Cardiff City, managed mm-hmm. them for a while, and then came returned to Torquay, yeah. where he was general manager, caretaker a couple of times, uh, and did a great job back here. Um, I remember he was uh, um, helped Mike Green in his early career. Then yeah. He was instrumental in getting Bruce Rioch to the club. Yeah, and uh, still lives in the town. Um, well, anyone who's ever met him knows what a yeah. great man he is, and um, uh, many happy ninety-first birthday. Sorry, we forgot it last week. Another birthday as well. Jake Andrews had his birthday this week, well, didn't he? Uh, 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 and what a twenty-first birthday present that goal was. Yeah, uh, um, I must say I'm feel a bit guilty for not realising it was 21st birthday the next day. Uh, but of course it has one other plus point, is that it means he can now go on a longer loan, or be here on a longer loan. And as we speak, I think United are thrashing out a 93-dayer, which will take him through to the new year, rather than one of the, the shorter yeah. ones. And before we leave the podcast this week we should step away from football entirely just to um, thank Somerset Rebels Speedway for their hospitality last night Dave we had a little trip up the motorway they are of course the the deadly rivals of Gaming International's Pool Pirates but yeah the Somerset Rebels were in uh, knockout cup action against Kings Lynn last night the knockout cup final first leg yeah we, if, we, well you, Guy and I are old Exeter Falcons Monday night fans at the county ground and uh, we've we've well, it's it's we've not been for quite a it's while. It's been a while, hasn't and, it? Yeah. Uh, um, a, a very good friend of Talk United's and a season ticket holder called Mike Spearpoint, uh, who comes to every home game at Plainmore and some away games. He's a he's a big uh, um, supporter. I think he's something to do with the running of the club at Somerset Rebels. Yeah. And uh, he's uh, very keen for any Torquay fans to go up and watch them. It was a great meeting last well, night. Wasn't it? It's, uh, it's a, it was it's a fantastic racing last night. It's only an hour and a half up the road. If and you're it, listening to this, it's a great night out. Isn't it, it is. If you're listening to this on Friday, you'll already know the outcome of the second leg because um, yeah. Rebels took a 16-point lead into tonight's second leg at, at Kings Lynn. At yeah. Kings Lynn. that's a, a trip as well, though, isn't it? Cool. Yeah, you, there you go. You've got to be dedicated yeah. to uh, to follow your speedway as well yeah. as your football. But it, it, it's a proper night out, isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, and you're watching absolute top quality. Mm. We saw Jason the world Doyle, champion last Jason night. Jason Doyle, the world champion, yeah. is riding. Recently been riding for, uh, yeah. yeah, has been riding for Somerset, and um, uh, I mean, Speedway fans are dedicated. You know, yeah. you, you're not a sort of a Speedway fan, are you? You either are a Speedway yeah. fan or not. But um, I, I think we both encourage anybody that fancy a good night out. Won't break the bank, um, and see, you're bound yeah. to see some serious action. We saw a rider come off last night, and we both looked at each other and said. I hope they better get the ambulance for him. Yeah, dislocated his shoulder. Yeah. Told pop. the commentator he heard it pop out and heard it pop back in again. Yeah. Took and him he, about five, ten minutes to get back on his feet. He was, and he was back out for his next ride. Six six heats later, I think he was back out riding again. Iron um, man. 
Yeah, that's right. But there you go. The season doesn't start again until next Easter. No, that was so the, last, the last meeting of the season. Fireworks at the end of it all. Bit of a parade round the track yeah. with the riders. Very, yeah, very good stuff. entertainment. As there will be, getting us back onto message again, <coughs> as there will be at Plainmore on Saturday. Fingers fireworks. crossed. Well, there'll be fireworks on the pitch, yeah. let's say. Three o'clock kickoff in the FA Cup against Winchester City. Do come and say hello. It was nice to catch up with a lot of people last time. Just a quick one. If we do get through to the first round, and I'm not saying it's a given, how long will it be since we've been in the first round of the FA Cup? Well, I've we've been... i the spot. It's, it's that... Well, it's the well, hardest field. came yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. It was the, the last time we got beyond... Chesterfield away. Yeah, yeah, Chesterfield. yeah. But how long is it since we've won a first... Round well, well, they, they, they beat Chesterfield in, the, in, right, in that okay. tie, didn't they? And they lost to Sheffield United in the next round. Yeah, um, seven. Yeah, seven years. Seven years ago, could be quite a long yeah. time. Yeah, but the draw is, as far as I know, it's Monday lunch. Monday, Monday lunch time. Yeah. Um, when unless they're putting it on the one show again, and, or anything and like of course that, that then uh, because it because it's suddenly national rather mm-hmm. than qualifying first round proper it's not regionalized in the no. first round as far as i know it's been regionalized up to now north and south so united so we could, could be away at dunstan sports dunstan or gateshead yeah. or exeter city at home oh that would, no that would do quite nicely wouldn't it oh no i don't want that no no no, no. oh i'd like that yeah we'll no, nice nice easy one we'll take that and then uh, of course the fa trophy comes up pretty quickly as well now doesn't it? i think the draw for that First round might proper. be Monday as well. It's Monday yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the third qualifying round this weekend. Good heavens! Uh, and there yeah. are only three qualifying rounds for that, so we shall be hopefully. Come on, the game isn't won yet. No, so it isn't. The game isn't won no. yet. Let's have a look. See who's left in that. Hopefully, um, lots of cup action. Look forward uh, to. It. Let's Love hope the it cup. doesn't muck up United's league form, which of course is not going too <clears> badly at the moment as well. Uh, and after Saturday, two more away games. Yeah, uh, Wheelstone, yeah. and then I think Western Super Mayor are bracing themselves for quite a busy night, night on the thirtieth the of, of, of October, and then it's Billericay at home. Yeah, that's the next game after that. Thank you very much for your time. We're in injury time. We've just gone over the forty-five minutes, so uh, thanks for being with us on the Devon Live Herald Express Talking United Yellow Army podcast. It's been a four-hander. The dog's been magnificently well-behaved. He hasn't barked or anything. He's in the sun chewing his toy. Asleep in the sunshine. (laughs) That's the way to be. Thank you very much. And as ever, come Come on, on, you yellows. yellows.